0: Thanks for joining the Capital Church podcast channel. For more resources and to learn more about Capital Church, please visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info@capitalchurch.co. At Hello church, I'm so glad you tuned in today. We're we're all together in this exciting time and season that the church is in, the world is in, our nation is in but I just want to bring uh, maybe some context to this and help us with this. We, we've been hearing all of this talk about this is unprecedented. And in some ways it is, other ways it isn't so much. Let me just give you uh, some background. Uh, with other times in history, in, in my history and in America's history, I remember when I was real little, my parents were telling me about uh, the, the World War II experience that we had as a nation. In fact, everybody was on a war footing and everybody was involved in, in some way. They had rationing of almost everything. They couldn't have sugar. They couldn't have the tires were rationed. Everything was rationed in World War II. And I remember my parents talking to me about it, how, how difficult it was, yet how they felt together and how it brought the nation into a unity. And Then I remember as a kid, uh, uh, when I was in grade school, all of a sudden there was this huge epidemic of polio that hit the nation and actually hit the world and I can remember very very clearly every school kid had to go into the gym and they would give us a little a little sugar uh, pill with with polio vaccine in it and we all had to take it it was just kind of it was kind of eerie it was kind of surreal and and every every child in America was part, had participated in that, and then we'd get shots from then on as well. But I remember those times, and as a little kid, you're wondering what's going on, but you don't have the context of it. And at that point in history, I don't think, as we well know, we weren't as well connected as we are today, and so we didn't know that it was that big a deal. But polio was really hitting America. A lot of people that I found out later, a lot of my friends had, had contracted uh, polio when they were young. And so that's why, uh, you know, these, these unprecedented things that we're hearing, nah, maybe not so unprecedented in some ways. The, 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 the thing that's unprecedented is how connected we are. And therefore, we know about everything. And I remember another time, Uh, When I was young, in grade school, uh, almost every week we would have a drill that we would get under the desk and uh, make sure that we were, uh, you, you know, protected and we would bring everything around us because we were concerned with the nuclear war. Now, I'm not sure what getting under a desk would help you with in a nuclear war, but that's what we did. And I can remember about that time in 1961, I believe it was, there was there was an event that just about ended the world it was the it was the missile crisis in cuba and i can remember our president coming on tv i can remember him speaking to us and and how critical it was and and it wasn't until years later that i realized how close we actually came to ending the world at that point but you know in all these situations god had everything under control and looking back on it uh, we realize that uh, God is taking us through things. There are always storms we go through, both personally and nationally, and there will be storms we will continue to have to go through. And we're in a we're we're in a storm that that is you know wave. It, it's coming against our nation. There, it's it's coming against the shores. It's 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 testing us. And uh, I just think that uh, we've got to realize that though it is something that. Is about us. It doesn't need to control us. And so I remember uh, I read this scripture uh, in the Bible uh, not too long ago, and I think it's very appropriate for our, our time here. It's Mark four thirty-five. Do you know there's there's a theology in scripture of storm theology, theology of scripture. There's storm theology. What happens in storms? What we should do in storms? And so I'm going to give you some of those ideas. Uh, Storm theology out of Mark chapter 4, verse 35, which says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, let me just give you some uh, storm theology. Number one is this, all through scripture, God is always in control of the storm. He's in control of the storm. When waves beat upon our lives, still God is in control of the storm. He he has either caused the storm or he has allowed the storm. Either way, you're okay because God is on the throne and he is absolutely in control. That's what we can trust in. That's what we can believe in. Uh, Life, can I just say that to all of us? Life is not spinning out of control. A lot of what we see now is just uh, people's, people's interpretation of what is happening. When in reality, this is not any different than a lot of things that have happened throughout all history. And this storm is a storm that God is in the middle of, and he will take us through it. You see, the world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. And that's what we need to believe, that God's bringing peace through this storm. And can I just say this? Another principle of of storm theology is that God is in the storm with you. God is in control of the storm, but he is also... In the storm with you. Now, we see in the scripture, Jesus himself is in the boat. And so, here's the here's the person who created uh, life. Who there, Here's the person who created the universe. He's in the boat with them. Now, not only is God control of, of the storm, he's in the storm. He's actually in the storm with you. Nahum 1.3 says, The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. So this tells us what's happening. Anytime there is a storm, God is near you, and he's right in the middle of it with you. He was sleeping in that boat, and uh, he had already spoken to the disciples of what they were doing, where they were going. And he, in fact, Hebrews thirteen five says that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Though he may not appear as if he's doing much, he's actually... Right in the middle of it, and he knows what 's happening. I remember a story i 'd like to i 'd like to tell you. I was about six years old, and I can remember this as vivid as if if it happened today i was uh, my parents were were pastors, and we had been visiting family in Vancouver washington now in in uh, Vancouver, Washington, if you go west on the washington side of the of the Columbia Gorge, there is a a highway that will take you uh, east, actually, east out of Vancouver. And there is a high place there near Beacon Rock. And I can remember this, traveling through this over the years, we would go over this high place, and it was just a two-lane narrow road with this, this guardrail here, and hundreds of feet down was the river. And I can remember never liking going past that. Well, we were coming back from Vancouver, and it was my, me and my my parents and my family. I was maybe six years old. We were in one of those uh, Chevrolet panel station wagons, if you can ever kind of picture in your mind. And it was snowing like crazy. We were in a storm. We were going up the hill, and we were coming up to this most dangerous place that you, would, you wouldn't want to be here in a storm. And... And so we were traveling and, and I was kind of saying, dad, well, what's, what's going to happen? What, what, what's, and all these cars were pulling off the road, stopping. And they were checking things and maybe putting uh, chains on and things. But dad said something that I will never forget. He said, son, I have my hands in the wheel and during a storm, you don't stop. So he kept going. He kept going and all the cars pulled off and dad just kept driving right through. And as all the cars pulled off, the highway opened up and we just, we just plowed right through because his hands were on the wheel. He had confidence that if we didn't stop, we would make it. And sure enough, we got over that difficult place, started down the hill and came out of the storm. I guess what I would say through that is, don't stop in the middle of the storm. You have direction from God. God has given you encouragement. You're a son and daughter of the living God. You don't have to stop and consider everything that's going on. This storm will pass. And guess what? Your heavenly father, Abba Father, his hands are on the wheel. And he's going to take you through. You're in the middle of his His life. You're in his car. And uh, he's going to take you through the storm. I'll never forget that. And I always tell this even to... My family and friends, you know, in the middle of storms, this is storm theology. Don't stop. Don't consider the storm itself. You have your focus and your razor eye on God and just stick right, right, right in front of you. Keep going right through the storm uh, for God is God is with you. And uh, that just that just changed my whole perspective of storms. I realized from that t- time on, because I had confidence in my father, I believed he had a word. And that he was taking us through the storm. Can I say right now, I have confidence in my Father, our Father God. He's taking us through this storm. We're going to make it, and we're going to be better on the other side. You see, because God is actually working on you in the middle of the storm. That's another storm principle. God works on you in the middle of the storm. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the disciples at this point, they were, they were concerned. They were saying, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And... But Jesus didn't really say much right away. He kept sleeping. The Bible says he was sleeping on a pillow or a cushion in the back of the boat. So he had everything under control. But what happens in storms is this. Storms correct life's habits. It may be correcting your behavior. It may be correcting or exposing problems in your life. Maybe you have lost focus on God. Maybe other things have just taken over priority in your life. And God is saying, I'm going to take care of those because the storm actually exposes who we really are. <clears throat> and so as we find out who we are, we can correct it and we can become more like, more like Christ himself. Also, in a storm, a storm actually perfects our faith. It will perfect our faith. God is using the storm to actually enlarge your faith today. This storm that's it's hit the world, it's, listen, listen, if if you don't succumb to it, it's going to enlarge your faith. You're going to have greater faith on the other side. You're going to come and say, you know, this, this storm wasn't all that bad. God was in the middle of it, and we learned some things, and God has taken it through. Can I keep telling you, this storm is going to pass. No storm lasts forever. And so we, we need to understand that, that storms will enlarge our faith. It kind of perfects us, purifies our faith, refines our faith, all these things. First Peter 1.7 says... That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we see here, this storm is going to enlarge our faith. And I, I mentioned this recently to all of us, that, that we are given a measure of faith, but it's our responsibility to grow our faith. How's faith come? By hearing the word of the Lord. So in the middle of this storm, keep listening for the word of Lord. Of God. Now, also, you know, in a storm <clears throat> which is very something normal. Storms are, are normal in life. You're gonna you're gonna experience storms. I can remember here in Idaho, and all of us have, many of us have lived in Idaho for a long time, you can actually smell a storm coming. You can see it coming. And you can see what's 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 coming at you. And that that uh, brings us to the fact that as a storm comes, we, we, we tend to want to get prepared, and that's good. We want to get prepared for a storm. But in the middle of the storm, God actually can bring peace in that storm, right in the middle of it. That's what happened here in, in the boat in Mark four thirty nine. It says, Then he arose, he rebuked the the wind, and he said to the sea, So he, he rebuked the wind, and he spoke to the sea. And he said to the sea, Peace, be still. So in the middle of a storm... This is true of all storm theology. God wants to come in and speak peace to it. Now, here's the other little secret of storm theology. God, God actually patterns this so you and I can practice peace in storms. He wants you to say to a storm, peace be still. It's not just that the storm have peace, but that you have peace too. And that your life remains full of peace. So, and what happened? The wind wind ceased, the storm uh, decreased, and and there was a great calm. And let me me just say this, just for confidence. Whatever is over your head is under his feet. So the storm may be over your head, but it's under his feet. The storm that threatened the disciples was the storm that he actually walked on. So, it was under his feet. And I want to encourage you that, uh, you know, we keep saying to bring the scripture up in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, where it says, never worry about anything. Don't, Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, let God know or pray about what your need is and give him your prayers and your requests with thanksgiving. And it says, then God's peace, his peace, which goes beyond anything you can imagine, will be a part of your life. And I just think that's where we are today. We just need to call out to God in the middle of the storm and ask for his peace. And I think God will, will do some amazing things because you have to understand this. Jesus is our peace. What, what we're experiencing here uh, throughout this, the world situation, Jesus is our, is our peace. His name is peace. He's Jehovah Shalom. Our peace is a person. The person is Jesus. And so we just call out for Jesus, and he, he gives us peace all of our problems are under his hands. They're under his feet. And so I find it interesting that peace in the New Testament means to bind or weave together. When we are one with Jesus, we are bound or woven with him. And if he is in us and we are in him, then we have peace in us because Jesus is peace, therefore we are peace. And I just like to challenge you to practice peace. You know, what is practicing peace? It's, it's practicing the presence of Jesus. It's practicing just allowing him to bring peace through your life. And instead of, of, of getting so anxious or being overwhelmed with things, allow Jesus to come. And in, in Christ, you can have that great peace. Uh, John 16.33 says, "...these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may, may have peace." In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Can I just tell you right now, God's overcome the world. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows how long this storm is. He knows what's going to happen in the storm. But we need to have peace in him through the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you're walking in the Holy Spirit, you're going to be walking in peace. That's who he is. And so this is, a, this is a storm theology point, that if you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just uh, uh, spend time with him, I, I, realize, uh, I realize something, even in the storm. Do you know, I've actually been watching less news, watching less of the storm, and I've been reading more of Christ and his word, and, and experiencing and practicing the presence of Jesus. And And his peace in my life. And I think when you do that, what happens is peace is in the Holy Spirit. It's in his presence. And peace is the resource the Holy Spirit gives us. Therefore, let me say it this way. Peace is our gift from the Holy Spirit. You know, the greatest testimony you can be in this time, of this storm time, is just a peaceful person. Everybody will be wondering, well, why are you so full of peace? Well... Jesus in the storm. He controls the storm. You know, I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in me. I project peace because he's in me. We can have all these things. So peace is in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in us. So we, we, can, we can see that happening. And so what happens is our peace in Jesus allows us to leave all, everything, everything in God's hands. It means that if I have peace, I know that God's going to work this all out. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know he will so I can put all, all of my chips in his basket and I believe that, that he'll take care of me. So I put it all in God's hands. I remember this story, there's an old farmer, he was, uh, he was apprehensively on his first airplane ride and uh, his friends were really excited and eager to hear how it went when he got off the plane and so he, he commented and he said, well. Uh, it wasn't bad, as bad as I, I, I thought it would be, but I tell you this, I never did put all my weight down. Now, that might sound funny or whatever, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're in a plane. He was in a plane. He was putting all his weight down in some way, but he didn't in his mind put all of his trust in that plane. Can I just tell you right now, you can put all your weight down in God. You can, you can weigh him down. You can, any, anything that's bothering you. Many of you, or maybe you're, you're, you're concerned about job situation. You're, just, you're concerned about income. I'm telling you right now, God is he's way ahead of you. He's working on that. Maybe you're concerned about health of your children or your family or your parents. I'm telling you, God's way ahead of you on that. Because he's in the middle of the storm with you. That's biblical storm theology. And we we see that he's he's working with us and in us for all this. God, let me just say this: God will bring you through the storm. It's, we, we're we're gonna make it. We're it's it's gonna be a part of our life. In fact, uh, interestingly enough, when the disciples got into the uh, to the boat the first the, in the first place, they were going someplace. Now the storm didn't stop the fact they were going someplace. They were on their way. In fact, in Mark 5 1, it says, Then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And if you remember the story, they were going there for a purpose because Jesus was going to meet the demoniac and he was going to deliver him. There was a purpose in what they were doing. Can I say right now, even in the middle of the storm, God still has his purpose in mind for your life? Can I say this? Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop envisioning what God has for you. God already spoke to you about things. Don't let the storm detour you. And even as I said before with my story with my dad, don't stop in the middle of the storm. You keep moving and you'll get through. And I just want to encourage you that God's going to bring you through the storm. You're you're going to the other side. That's what he said in the very beginning. Storms don't last forever. And even the worst hurricane will finally end. And yeah, it does bring some change. And and there might be some things that happen. But storms have a reason. And they have a season. So the season we're not sure of. But we believe that God has it under control. Jesus is going to lead you to the other side. It's going to be quick. So... You, you're going to have peace in the storm. You're going to have peace through the storm. And when storms are their worst, Jesus is at his best. And that's what I like what Chris said uh, recently when he said, you know, the church was made for crisis. That's, that's who we are, for God is with us in the storms. And can I just say, say things can change quickly. I mean, this, this storm came on us real quick. And yet storms can change quickly. In fact, in John 16, 21, you may have never seen this scripture before this way. This is when Jesus was walking on the water, if you remember, and he got in the boat, and the whole thing with, with the disciples, they didn't know who was walking on the sea next to him. And so it says in John 6, 21, it says, Then they willingly received him into the boat. Now watch this. Scripture doesn't lie. And it says, Immediately the boat was at the land. Immediately. So they're in the middle of the sea. He gets in the boat, and immediately they're at the land. Now, how can that happen? Well, it can't, except that Jesus was in the boat, and he caused the immediacy to occur, and they were immediately at the land. They, they were where they were supposed to go. Can I tell you right now, don't get all upset about this. Have peace, because God is in the middle of the storm. We can have peace in the storm. God is in control of the storm. Let's let's rely upon biblical storm theology and realize that very soon we immediately are where we were supposed to be in the first place. Now, <clears throat> let me just, let me conclude by, by saying a couple things. In, in storms, it can be disconcerting. It can be strange. And particularly, st- storms are strange when we don't have information about it. Now, you know, today we have meteorologists and we have, we have weather channels and we have all these things going on. And, you know, we, we kind of know when the storm's coming and how long it's going to last. Now, we're kind of disconcerted right now because it came on us suddenly and we don't know how long it's going to last. And our, our storm meteorologist hasn't told us, you know, when we're going to get through it. But I'm here to tell you that God's our ultimate meteorologist. And through what I read in Scripture and what I've talked talk to you today about with storm theology... We're going we're to get through this storm, We're going to outlast the storm, and, and we're going to see that there's great things that have been accomplished, even in the middle of the storm. Our faith is going to increase. God is going to be with us, etc. Now let me, let me give you another storm, theology uh, point. Watch this. In the middle of the storm, <clears throat> Jesus said this, verse 35. He said He starts out by saying, "Let us cross over to the other side." Now that was before the storm started. So before the storm so- started, God had a word. He spoke to him, and uh, then all of a sudden the storm comes and interrupts, you know, the whole purpose that they were they were going out for, and they couldn't cross over. It seemed. Now, so Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat, and they were disconcerted. The disciples eventually managed to to awaken Jesus with, you know, the cry, "Don't you care if we drown?" And let me just say this because we're in the middle of this pandemic and there's so many people saying so many different things. Uh, This with the disciples was not just a fear attack, but a set of circumstances accompanied with irrational fear. That's exactly what we have right now. We have the same thing today irrational fear. They could see Jesus and he was with them, he was in the boat. Yet they had irrational fear that they would drown. You know, if you think about it, that was, that, was a, that was not a smart thing for them to think, but it's what happens to us when we get in storms if we do not have our security in Jesus. This whole thing, now watch this. Now, this is what I want to I get across to you. This whole thing started with him saying this. He gets in the boat, and he says this, we are crossing over. Can I tell you right now, God has said some things before this storm started. And let me say this. When when in a storm, what keeps you on course are the last words preceding the storm. Did you hear me? It's the last words preceding the storm. The storm is just an interruptive. It doesn't change the course. It doesn't change the purpose. It doesn't change any of that. What it is is, You have to to maintain your trust in the last words spoken before the storm. And so I'm here to say that if you remember in our prayer conference, if you remember the words that were spoken, this is going to be a year of breakthrough. This is going to be a year of us being the Antioch church. This is going to be a year of miracles. This is going to be a year of all these things. That was the last words spoken to the church before this storm came. We cannot leave those words. Let's grab a hold of them again. You had some words personally. Grab a hold of them. This storm will pass, and we're going to cross over, get to the other side. We're going we're gonna to take care of, of demoniacs. We're going to have miracles that will come that because God is taking us over to the other side. And it's going to happen fast. Once it happens, there will be an immediate that will come in our lives. I'm here to tell you that. And so, if, if remember, Jesus rebuked their pitiful faith. He says, why couldn't you have faith? What was he saying? Why couldn't you believe my word? What did I do? I spoke to you what we were doing. We were crossing over. You, you'd put more trust in the storm than you put in my word. I'm telling you today, we can put our trust in his word. He spoke to us before the storm. He spoke to you personally. He spoke to us as a church, and we need to put our trust in that word. If we're going we're gonna to triumph, we're going to believe that this present global storm it will pass. It will be soon. It will something's going to happen. And but I'm here to tell you that I, from everybody I've heard, the 2020 uh, vision that so many of us had in in January preceding this storm, it was about the power of God. I had I had friends that were saying this was going to be the year of the beginning of an awakening. I don't believe that stopped. I don't believe the storm has interrupted God's plans. God God may be uh, sleeping in the boat for a a short time, but what he's doing, he's trying to get you to strengthen your faith. Believe God's word. Listen to what he said before the storm passed. Uh, And and can I say this? Being in the middle of the storm is not the best time to be processing uh, major changes in your life or processing what the storm is like. Don't try to analyze the storm. Don't try to figure out, well, what's going on here? Why did this happen? Just, just go through it with God. You see, in a storm, you are anchored by the last words of he who sleeps, who's, who's sleeping right then and has the authority over the storm. Jesus is in the storm with you. I've already mentioned all of that. He brings you peace, and you can, you can be anchored in all that. But Jesus is going, eventually is going to awaken, and when he awakens, he will rebuke the storm. It's over. Where are we at? Well, I'm hoping that you will have greater faith, that you will have maybe adopted some spiritual principles and uh, some disciplines that you never had before. I appreciated what, what Chris has been saying and what others, too. This is a great time to, to bond with your family. It's a great time to memorize Scripture. It's a great time to just set your course in a better way. We've been too busy We've been way too busy and and God is attempting, I think, to get us out of trust of busyness, getting, getting us out of trust of culture and putting our trust again in him because we're in the boat with him and we need to put our trust in him. So what are we doing? We're crossing over. We're crossing over to the purpose that God has. His purposes have not stopped. I believe 2020 is going to be a year of miracles, is going to be a year of an awakening. We're going to see the power of God. I have friends that are planning stadium events. Well, if stadium events have been planned, you've got to get past 10 people being joined together. We have to have a release of this so we can have people coming together hearing the voice of God. Could it not be that God set this up or allowed this so that we could experience a coming together to see the real purpose of life and how God can bring so many things together. For I'm believing, I'm believing that in this time we're crossing over into a greater deliverance. I think this is a hinge moment. I'm kind of getting prophetic on you, and I I didn't say pathetic, I said prophetic. I believe, I believe this is a hinge moment. I, I personally believe that we're going to have some of the greatest days of deliverance ever do you realize that passover the passover which was the greatest deliverance that israel had passover is being celebrated beginning april 8th i have friends that are saying this is going to be the greatest passover we've ever seen it begins on april 8th the the church celebrates easter on on april 12th there is something that god's setting us up for i don't know everything And I don't pretend to know that, but I do know that God spoke to us before this storm and that is still resonating in my heart and let's just believe, grab a hold of it. Let's believe that this will be our greatest Passover we've ever seen. This will be the greatest deliverance we've ever had. We're going to see the power of God being uh, just coming around us. We're going to see a shift we've never seen before and uh, I believe this is a hinge moment. It's a hinge moment. And I, I just recall the words of Winston Churchill in my mind as he spoke to the, to the people of, of Great Britain at, near the, at, the, at the middle of the war when the German planes were coming. They were bombing. They were, the Battle of London had taken, was taking place. And he spoke these words, and he, he gave them encouragement. But his last phrase has always resonated in my heart. He said, Stand strong, England, for this could be. Our finest hour. Can I tell you right now, Church? This could be our finest hour. For this storm has come just out of out of the out of the blue, out of nowhere, and you know the enemy is coming at us. He's seeking to destroy us, but we're not going to be destroyed. That's very that's very sure and true because Jesus said He will never leave us nor forsake us. But I'm asking you now, grab a hold, grab a hold of the of the word God gave to you in the very beginning. Allow peace to come. Allow peace to come. Practice the presence of peace in your life with the Holy Spirit. And all these principles that I've talked about, the storm theology, let's see what God will do. Let's cross over to the other side. For I believe 2020 is going to be a year of great vision, great explosion, great increase. Let's not let this storm drag away our faith. So church, let's arise. Let's be a part of what God's doing. I want to pray for you as, as we close. And can I just say again with the, the word that my dad gave me. He says, Ken, in the middle of the storm, don't stop. Do that. Would you please? Church, let's not stop. Can we pray? Father, we just, we're believing right now that you're doing some miracles even, even right now in every home. I believe our church is arising in a way we've we've never experienced before. You're gonna take us to a new level. This storm is only thrusting us. It's only taking us a little further. And I thank you for the faith that's building in all of us. I thank you for the expectation. I thank you for the vision that we have. And I'm believing that today. You're gonna do some miracles in our lives. There's people listening to my voice right now that have great concern, maybe even consternation But Lord, I'm praying that the peace of God which is in the boat with them would bring peace so instantaneously, so miraculously that their life would be totally transformed. Lord, we're believing right now that the grace of God is upon every person. Lord, watching this video, Lord, being a part of our church, I pray you join our church together. Let us be drawn together and let the power of God emanate through us during this time and we're going to hold on we're going to hold on to the words of God that were given to us before the storm started because that's the word from you that is your prophetic word that is your word we stand on your word we don't stand on storms and we thank you father right now then in the midst of this storm you are victorious and therefore we are victorious we thank you father I pray grace and anointing on Every member of this church, everyone listening to this this podcast, we believe that you're, you're guiding us, you're leading us, and you're helping us. Bless all of us now. We receive your spirit and your word in Jesus' name.